It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're having a good week. You're on your way to a fabulous new year. And of course, uh, that means a lot of college football, NFL. Who better to break it down than Sean Salisbury? Sean, Merry Christmas, uh, belated. I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you're on your way to a fabulous weekend. It's good to have you on, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. It was a very Merry Christmas. I'm looking forward to an epic 2024. Grateful for health and family. Grateful for you. I'm doing awesome. And we got a lot on the docket this weekend, man. Oh football playoffs on the line and these final four, physical and finesse all involved. It's going to be a blast to watch, man. All right, let's start with college football. I'm not a guy that's ever going to pick a Big Ten team to beat an SEC team in a big game. With that said, if it doesn't happen this year for Michigan, I just wonder if it's ever going to happen. Last year, they were embarrassed. I'm still on the edge regarding Alabama. This is a team, Sean, that just a couple of weeks ago needed a 4th and 31 miracle to beat Auburn, right? And they've had a lot of close games. They had games where they didn't play well and they were lucky to win. What's your take on this game? Because I, I, I'm i leaning – I think Michigan is going to win the game, Sean. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, Grant, it's it's weird. It's a – we know going into this the strength of both teams is lining up physical and try to bully you, right? We know that. But I'm not sure it's going to be easy for either team to do that. So that leads me to the next thing. And when we get to the other game, it's it's opposite for me for the most part. I the finesse part of this game, I'm anxious to see who can pull it off, Grant. I, I really am. Yeah. What do both quarterbacks bring to the table? McCarthy started off great, and then they've gone through like four or five weeks when Harbaugh was out where the passing game was just putrid. Terrible. And they didn't even really they didn't even really get after it. And McCarthy's a really versatile player. With Alabama, when Milrose got both working, it's great. He made some great throws, but he is not going to beat you to sitting back and delivering the ball if you keep him there. But both can destroy you when their legs are alive and well. So I know, listen, here's what's going to happen, Great, You're going to see three and outs. They're going to try to pound it. Somebody's going to punt and keep flipping field. And then all of a sudden, somebody's going to get nosy and they'll run a play action and hit a big play. To me, I'm anxious to see what team eliminates the other quarterback's legs. Because I'm not sure. And I was looking over some scouting reports from some people I really trust and had me send, Grant, from, uh, all, from, the, from around the country that, that watch this stuff and you watch it. I watch it and that study it. And, you know, it's weird. I don't know if either guy, if you line up and say, man, Quorum's not running the ball. They've taken away the edges and, and boxed in Milrow, who is a monster runner, just a mm-hmm. physical beast. Yes. Can they line up and throw it? And Alabama's had their struggles and they had to win a few games against teams that they should have beat big time and that they didn't. And then Michigan, they weren't overly battle tested this year yet. When you let them 
get their game going and be three-dimensional, meaning quarterback run, quarterback mix in a throw, and then run the ball, I, th- th- that's when they're at their best. I just don't think that that the the ins- I think it's going to be tough to run it inside against both teams and depend on ego and pride. I'm anxious to see which one of these quarterbacks makes me a couple plays. So I know the physical. I got to see finesse from both these teams, and I'm not sure either one of them can keep up finesse-wise with the other two teams. That that I damn well know. But it's the physical side I know they got. I figure an ugly game, a close game, and somebody lays it on the ground and gets the short field. I don't think either team's capable of wowing you on the perimeter, throwing the football if that's what they have to do. All right. I'm looking at these four teams, and if you told me we are going to wake up a week from now or whenever the, the, the day after the championship game, and you tell me that Washington won the national championship, Texas won, Bama won, Michigan won, I would say fine. I just think this is such a balanced playoff this year, Sean. Do you see any of these four teams? Would you be surprised? Because I wouldn't. Absolutely not. I go on my was talking about on my show and with the, as a guest on another show, Grant. And I was thinking about it when I was taking notes. It's like uh, I would have been shocked if Cincinnati a couple of years ago would have won the national title. Mm-hmm. I would have been shocked, even though they had a great confidence and momentum, if TCU would have been able to do what they did and and still beat Georgia. I will not be shocked if the fourth team, if Alabama, who's in late, if I, I would not be shocked. Matter of fact, I'll say, well, they played the best football in a two-game stint. I, I, there is, I don't think there's any heavy, oh, my gosh, this is a no-brainer game. No matter who the four matchups, whatever it comes out, not only this Saturday, we know that, or on January 1st on Monday, but after that, who the other two teams are because they've all got some weaknesses. They've all got a lot of strengths, hence why they're here. But, no, I won't come out of it and say I can't believe Washington won it. I cannot yeah. believe Michigan won it because uh, there's reason to believe when you look at the strengths of each team, there's reason to believe that they can get on a two-year, a two-game domination run and win it. I, I, the, if I, if you're a betting man, you better be awfully sure because these, these are some extremely. Yeah. I don't. I also don't see a 52 to 25, 24 win either. I don't see in that in the physical game. And we get to the other game. One thing I do know of all this, you, you, the, you cannot in the other game allow Michael Penix to stand clear and let get in a perimeter. Yep. High-scoring matchup game. I, I that that's a dangerous cause for anybody. But I think overall on both sides of the ball, perimeter speed playmakers. If all teams play their best, I'm not sure that Texas isn't going to be the best because I love I their agree. play caller too. I think they're in their defensive front yep. is filthy. Oh boy, that's the other side, Grant. What I was saying. I, I hope I didn't lead you into a different category, but no. I I know the finesse at Washington and Texas. Hell, I don't have to even think about that. Both those quarterbacks can yeah. rip it. Yes, it's the can. physical side now, and you get a nasty-ass defensive front by Texas, and you get a one of the best offensive lines in the country. So now on that side of it, they'll make throws in space. Who's the physical team that's going to get the third and one first down in the red zone? And you know what's ironic about this, Grant, of the four teams? Do you realize it's, it goes Alabama, Michigan, um, Washington and I think Texas in that order for red zone points. How about that? The percentage. So the two, the two which tells me one of two things that they're scoring from a big distance. The, the 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 you know the Washington and Texas and they got some physical to them, but their finesse is so good. And on the other side, they're getting in there, pounding it in, playing you know a lot of good short yardage red zone football. But the physical teams have been better in the red zone percentage wise, coming away with points. 
But the finesse teams, you don't want to get into a shootout, and especially on Monday night, no matter who wins the other game, you better hit the quarterback. If you let those guys, especially Washington, run in space, you're going to get you're going to get uh, bamboozled and mollywopped. All right, let's talk NFL. The one thing this year has taught us is uh, don't be surprised at the unexpected. You know, listen, last week at this time, everyone was talking about San Francisco's the best team in the NFL, blah, 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 blah. And they got their doors blown off by Baltimore, who now takes that, <laughs> takes takes the uh, the, the uh, wand, so to speak, as the best team right now in the NFL. Sean, I got to tell you, I'm not surprised that Baltimore won the game. I'm surprised at how they won the game. Agreed. They, they, they beat them up, Grant. And the, I think more than any team in the league, Baltimore is so well-rounded, both sides of the ball. And if they, and I love teams that can get into a into the mud and and grind on you and beat you in a low-scoring game. But also, if you really want to get into it, that they can outscore you when they get rolling and put up a lot of points because of the high-powered quarterback and and playing in space. And interestingly enough, Grant, this I don't know if maybe we talked about it, but I was discussing this, and I thought in the off-season. And I, and I said this on my show during the offseason when they hired Todd Munkin from Georgia. And I think mm. you and I discussed it. That's right. I said, this is going to be one of the five best hires, whether it's a player or a coach signing yeah. in the offseason because of what he'll do for Lamar Jackson. And even though Greg Roman was good, it feels different. Yep. Lamar's pull, it just feels different. I think, you know, listen, they could play again in the Super Bowl and, and San Francisco could beat him 31 to 10. But Baltimore's complete game, and you know what's complete about it? Lamar doesn't have to run for for twenty touchdowns and throw for thirty five. He can throw in round thirty and get a bunch of yards. He has been. It's been a very balanced, good attack for them. And defensively, you you, you better have a good supply of body bags. And while Brock Purdy's had a great year, one game does not make a career season. They beat him up. He threw four picks. He lost the MVP. The guy who beat him that day is going to win the MVP yep. if he has two decent games. But that's the way it goes, man. And that's we right. know in this league, three or four plays and a great and a quarterback turnover or a quarterback protecting the football, and you get a winner. And that's going to hold true in most of the case. And Baltimore, and they are so well coached out oh, the boy. 49ers. The Ravens, I think they're clearly the best team in the AFC. The NFC's got a handful oh, yeah. of them. And then there's a bunch, bunch together in that, in that, range after the top teams and i don't even put fit right now philly's reeling i think kansas city's overrated offensively i think they yep. are right now pedestrian but baltimore and the way they put it on san yep. francisco you're exactly right how they beat him up so handily and so easily it was it was it was not a good watch if you're the 49ers you got to get rid of that film quick all right rodley wants to know can lamar jackson make all the throws okay well here's the deal on lamar jackson okay we've all seen this before now it's going to have to be in January for him and for him, hopefully, February. I mean, that's that's just what we judge quarterbacks by. We don't judge them by how they're in September through December. We judge quarterbacks for the most part. How are they in January and hopefully February? This is now Lamar's time, assuming that he's healthy going into the playoffs. Right. You've got two games. This has got to be the year that we don't sit there and question Lamar Jackson. Right. And Grant, he'll when he wins this MVP, now we're talking about, what, two MVPs in five yep. years. That's right. And we're talking about a guy who seems to be calm and is validating why they spent all that money. And of all and in truth, Grant, while he's got better offensive weapons, he still doesn't have the weapons the 49ers or the Miami Dolphins have. Nope. I'm really impressed with the poise and how he's handled it. And you are exactly right. If Lamar Jackson goes through January and they win this whole thing and he plays really good football, the narrative, although everybody talks about him talented, the narrative's going to shift. They're going to start discussing him. Okay. 
Now we can start to throw him in that Rodgers. He's he's now in that class. He's got a Super Bowl and two MVPs. It's rarefied. I mean, now we're starting to talk about him in a different way. And and I think he can, but you're exactly right. How he shows up, they're going to be playing him at home. He's yep. more than likely not going to have to go on a road. So nope. it's going to be interesting to see because it'll even be worse on him if they lose at home and he doesn't play well. But I, I think he's primed and ready. And to answer your question, can he make all the throws? I don't get – I don't know if he can stand back there in my mind of watching and throw 45 times without running the ball and mixing and giving me bandwidth. But I, I go back and look at everything. What throw doesn't he make? I, I, I went, and I know with, the, with our – because I hear this all the time. Oh, he can't beat you from the pocket. Well, I go back and look at what he does against pressure, and his and his numbers are good. It's they've been pretty good in his whole career. What he does on the run is he Marino from the pocket? Hell no! But there's ways to win without having to be the guy that. Hey, Mahomes can beat you from the pocket and throw for make every throw. They're nine and six, so we've seen it. So yeah, I, I do the narrative on him. I don't know why. Maybe because he's such a great runner. But go back and look. He can throw a comeback. He can throw a dig. He's great off play action with a deep ball. I, I think Lamar Jackson's complete. He's not the best pocket guy. He's not the best quarterback. But if you want everything and a guy who teammates believe in, when you're talking about the best in the league, Lamar Jackson has to be talked about every year. And January can validate what quarterbacks need, and that's a championship. The team, you mentioned the NFC a moment ago. Uh, I'm not sold at all on Dallas. They have not won against a good team all year with the exception of the home game against Philly, and they weren't playing that well. I want to talk about Philly because – this team just does not look anywhere near like the team I watched last year or the team that I watched for the first three months of this season. You know, defensively, their sack total is way down this year from last year. Their offensive line, not as good this year as last year. And I wonder, you know, about the health of Jalen Hurts. There's just there's something off with this team right now, Sean. Sean, they barely beat a horrible New York Giants team on Sunday. Right. You're exactly right. To answer you guys' questions, Lamar is the MVP in the league, and he can make every throw and dominate. Um, I didn't want to go without saying that. I, no I'm with you. I, I watched them, uh, uh, Grant, and the Philly, and there is something missing. I don't know if it's a confidence, if it's swagger, if it's physicality, if it's they're tired. I, I don't know what it is. They don't have time to be tired. I'll tell you this. Something we have to look – and I'm not saying the other guys aren't good. You've already demoted one of your coordinators and put Matt Patricia in there. And the other one, Brian Johnson, who was a hell of a quarterback coach. There is a difference in play calling and teaching that position when they're separate. In in college, guys usually do both. In the NFL, you have a specific quarterback coach and coordinator. Do not discount what Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen have done because it looks different. They don't feel as explosive. They feel explosive for shorter stints. It's, I haven't seen him sustain dominating football in, in, it feels like, a month and a half. And even at times when they're doing it, it is – A.J. Brown's not the same player. They're just not getting the production and the, oh, my gosh, when they get the ball, they're going the distance. Sustained drives. And they make some stupid mistakes along the way. They're going to have a hard time getting through the NFC. Can they? Sure. But I'm seeing a different team, and we got a lot of the same players. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what's the problem? The problem may very well be the rhythm of the play callers on offense and defense. It doesn't feel the same to me. It looks different, the optics and the results. The Philadelphia Eagles are a team that could be eliminated the very, very first round of the playoffs. You know, when I look at the NFC, and I think this Trent Williams groin injury is something to keep an eye on with his size. Again, it looks like he averted a serious groin injury with the MRI. But we saw what happened when he was not on the field in the middle of the season when the 49ers lost three games. 
I'm going to go and give you a team here that I wouldn't have said this two or three weeks ago. They got to make the playoffs first, and that's the Rams. This Rams team almost went into Baltimore a couple of weeks ago and won that game, okay? And they have a lot of veterans, and they've got a quarterback that's done it before. Could you see them being a team that gets on that playoff run? Yeah, Grant, I could see them playing in the NFC Championship game for a chance to go. I really can. And we all miss at times, judging from, you know, Stafford at the end of last year, injuries and coming on and all the things that, that went on. Cooper Cup last yep. year, right? Just everything that went on, I'm like, eh, maybe talk to me in 2025 or, or mid-season 2024 if they have a good offseason. I, I was wrong. I, I thought this team was going to end up being a bottom third team. Me too. And you, you know when they sent the message was the opening week. Remember, they opened against Seattle. Seattle, yeah. And I had Seattle as a – to me, it was a lock. Seattle was winning that football game. And they lost the bet. Rams go in and play their ass off. And you know with Stafford, talk about somebody who can make all the throws. But their passing game is so elite when because they're so good at getting those guys in space, even when it's the six-yard catch and turn. They mean, their possession receivers are so good, but they also give you great run after the catch. Do not sleep on them. I, I just – I'm with you. They could stumble their way into because the quarterback can is, and I think Matt's. You know, it's not on house money. I, I, I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't. Players never think that. They think we're winning now. I want to win another one. I want to be greedy and selfish and keep winning. And when Stafford is throwing it like he's throwing it, yeah. One thing we've known about Matt Stafford in the past, even in their Super Bowl year, he will throw it to the other team. He's not doing much of that now. It's almost as he's gotten a little bit older. He's like, yes, my arm's a laser. I can throw where I want but let me be a little more judicious and make the ordinary play all the time, which I always preach. So, yeah, and I'll tell you what, the two teams now don't – Buffalo, we can't sleep on them. They are no. they are playing really, really good football. Miami's got the perimeter in the AFC, but right now I said the two teams that are, that are dangerous in the AFC, the way Flacco's playing with confidence and no care, Cleveland's defense and their back end is nasty, and the equivalent in the AFC to me is the Rams, honest to God. And I'll tell you this. And people are going to say, Sean, that's a hot take. And I'm dead-ass serious. He's not going to be back till next year. But if he was healthy and came back for these last two games, Deshaun Watson wouldn't make my starting lineup. I ain't pulling Flacco out. Watson would have to. It's unbelievable back. to me. Yeah, I would not move Flacco. From, he went from the couch to it's the feet, to the sidelines, to the starting lineup. And his, his ability to push the ball down the field and stretch you has been amazing. Now, in the long term, of course, it's Watson, but I wouldn't pull him out. That's how much wow. I believe in Joe's feeling this right now. The Rams in the NFC, and I'm telling you, the Browns, although because their defense, they're winning even when Miles Garrett doesn't dominate the game. And I saw that on Sunday against the Texans. This Cleveland Browns team's a little bit dangerous in the AFC as well. Interesting you say that about all these teams, because I look at it real briefly. Cowboys have proven this year they can't play on the road, right? And they're going to have to play on the road in all likelihood. I don't see Philadelphia losing to Arizona and the Giants. The uh, Niners, you know, people are going to say, well, Brock Purdy, can he do it? All right, what about the health of Williams? Okay, I still think the Niners as a number one seed, Sean, I still think they win two games. All right. Oh, yeah. just because, I, I just do. I just think they're the team to beat in the NFC. I think you're getting a, I think you're getting a rematch, Grant, of the I, game you saw last week. I do. I, and I, I'm, I'm and fine. The result will be different as far as the yep. point spread. It'll be closer. I don't know who's going to win. I, I think we'll have a rematch from what you saw last week.
The Lions, to me, they're a great story, but I'm not a believer in them yet. They've had a lot of their losses this year have been just inexplicable, such as on Thanksgiving Day. That was just a horrible loss to the Packers. I mean, there there are some things about the Lions that I'm not ready. I think they're one of those teams, Sean, and maybe I'm going to eat my words in a month. They're one year away to me. That That's where right. I look at the Lions right now. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. There, there's almost like that. that are they ready for prime time just yep. yet? Were they – it's not a matter of can they go – they can beat anybody, but they can also go out there and you're like, what? What yeah. happened to these guys? I wonder – I know that they'll tell us, and Dan Campbell's instilled such a great confidence, but I'm not sure deep down in the, in the whole – that they believe they're the best team in the NFC, right? You get yeah. my point? I, I'm not sure they believe it, yet hell, who, who the heck knows with the NFC the way it fluctuates all the time? To me, it's going to take a lot to eliminate the 49ers in the playoffs and right now the way Baltimore's playing because they do it on both sides of the ball. Both teams do. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, I want to have one more question for you because you're in a baseball crazy city where everyone talks about the Astros. But in the National League, we just saw a team in the Dodgers spend over $1 billion on two players. Is this bad for baseball? I mean, have we just made the playing field in Major League Baseball even more uneven than it's ever been? And with that said, this is a Dodgers team that has spent a ton of money year in, year out. And other than the 60-game season, which I put a big-time asterisk next to in 2020, the Dodgers haven't won a World Series since 1988. So it's not like their money is bringing them their championships. But is this bad for baseball, in your opinion? Sure it is, Grant. It's it's bad for baseball. The problem is it's worse for the Dodgers if they don't win a World Series because I don't care yeah. if they win 120 games. Doesn't matter. If they're not crowned the champion, it is a full-blown failure. Yep. And you can't say that about if, if all of a sudden the Cubs or the San Francisco right. Giants get back and you say, hey, we made the playoffs of a successful season. If they don't win the World Series, it's yep. a failure. And you got to you, you may have to clean house everywhere. But yep. I'm talking about in front office and say, you know what? It didn't work. It's bad for baseball. But you know what the good thing about it is? We love villains. We love teams that do this so we can love to hate them. We used yep. to hate the Yankees. Yep. We, 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 I mean, maybe we still do. We love teams that do this. And then we root against them and want them to lose so we can say, see, you can't buy a championship. Well, the Rangers spent a ton of money, and it took them a second year with Seager and Simeon. And, but the big key there, Bruce Bochy. That's they right. They brought in a guy calm and got clutch pitching from guys like yep. Jordan Montgomery that you did, made, didn't expect that kind of clutch late, even with Scherzer reeling and no Jacob deGrom. Hell, what are they going to do next year? Damn, this team's got it. How hungry will they be? But Bochy's good at that. So, yeah, I think it's bad for baseball. But, Grant, as long as the rules and the setup says the only way I'm going to punish you is by a luxury tax and you got it and it yeah. means that much to you, they want to spend it. Now, the, the, the reason it's hard to argue, we're finally, I would imagine, going to see Otani in postseason, which I, I can't wait. 
Yep. And if there's one guy that I'm never going to be – blame the Dodgers. Don't blame the dude they handed $600 million to, right? Yep. Is it is there a better representative and good dude who's just the best player on the planet, most unique player we've ever seen? If somebody's going to get it, how in the hell can I argue that? Hell, and he's not even going to pitch this year, and it's hard for me to argue. That's unbelievable. Yes. And, and and so to add two and and add another pitcher at the 300-plus million, they're going all in. But listen, they are. the biggest story to watch this year – is going to be, can the Dodge, forget the regular season, can yep. they win a World Series in dominating fashion? If not, you can, you can, th- that model may end quicker than anything because people just can't keep up. The problem is they may not need to if the Dodgers don't win the World Series. People just chalk it up. And because you never know when injuries are going to come into play, but this roster is friggin' stupid. It's, I'll it's, tell you, it's if, I, if, I'm, if I'm running that team, Listen, no disrespect to Dave Roberts, but he's had his chances. I'm on the phone to Dusty Baker, and I'm doing whatever I have to do to get Dusty Baker to come to manage that team. If Dusty Baker was the manager, and I, I like Dave Roberts, I do. Yep. But Dave Roberts is underachieved as the manager right. for that team. Plain and simple. They, they should have more than one World Series since 88, and it shouldn't be a, a, a shortened season. Right. That's one. Two is, if Dusty Baker was a manager with the way he deals with players with that roster oh boy. and the depth of it, oh boy, uh, they would. They, they I would bet – you're not going to win much because of the odds, but I would bet a mortgage on the fact that the, the Dodgers are walking away with the World Series. And don't tell me those Dodger fans wouldn't love to see old number 12 wearing yeah. wristbands in Dodger Stadium at Chavez oh Ravine. The most pressure of any guy in the whole league this year for his job is not Otani. It's Dave Roberts if he wants to keep his gig. They have to win. Happy New Year, my friend. You take care. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, man. I love you, and uh, Happy New Year. Love it should you. be a fun. I can't wait to talk about what happens. And I guess we'll do the show – Let's see. Monday's New Year's next Day. Wednesday. Can we okay. do it next Who you got Monday? real quick? Who you got? Who you got? Texas. You, know, you taking Texas or Washington? I, I'm taking Texas, and I'm still going to stick with my mentality of I can't take a Big Ten over SEC. I'm taking Texas and Alabama, which will set up that rematch. Okay, I'm going to go Texas. I'm going to go Texas and Michigan, where Harbaugh finally gets over. He doesn't leave. He spends his life as a coach in Michigan, gets a new deal. I'm going Michigan, Texas. And I think we're going to then we'll have a chance to break down the national title game the week after. So give me the, give me that matchup. You got it. Take care, buddy. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks. Yep. Good stuff there from uh, Sean Salisbury in a moment. Uh, we'll talk about the Kings coming up with uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you for your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sackserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, available 24-7. Call that number on your screen or sackserviceplumbing.com. That's New Works Plumbing, Dave. Got a fix for you. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Napes? Uh, I'm doing better than the Kings uh, did last night. That was uh, embarrassing. Uh, we talked about it on the post-game show. Just no excuses to lose to that team without, you know, Sharp, without Aiton, and to give up 130 points. It's just unacceptable. Defense is non-existent, Grant. And as we look at yesterday's game, you have Sabonis, who has his or, uh, season high in points. You've got Fox, who hits his fourth game in 40-point range this season, yet you see a performance like that. This It goes directly to the way the numbers look. The Kings, number three in, thir- or in threes made, 28th in the league from the mid-range. So it's all or nothing for this team. They're either blowing teams out, making their threes, or we see games like last night. Yeah, make the flight uh, to Atlanta today. Get ready for you know Atlanta, followed by Memphis and... You know, in the West, you lose a game and you get knocked down two spots or three spots. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Like what every win and every loss does in terms of shifting your position in the conference. I mean, that's how bunched up everyone is. 
Well, the crazy thing about it is it's a legit Western Conference this year because oh of the lack of injuries. It's yeah. a much different time than it was last year. But it shifts daily. It still will, which means they're playing in a very competitive league, which gears you towards the postseason in terms of experience. But don't sleep on this Hawks team. They get Jalen Johnson back. First game back last game. They still uh, – or actually, they lose to Chicago, which we talked about. But Atlanta's a team that's beaten Houston. Yeah. Houston, anybody. So, yeah, it's one of those things where this could be a bad loss for them. But who knows? You know, and as far as the playoffs, you got to make the playoffs first. And here's the deal. If you're not a top six team, you know, it's pretty easy to miss the playoffs now with this playing tournament, you know, at the end of the season. So uh, I'm not even going to start talking about playoffs yet because it's the, the, you can have one bad week and that knocks you right out of the place, right out of the, the, the position one through six. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we got to make this up. And if, if I'm just, you know, this, cause we keep on talking about this and sort of the fans watching, if you lose the Aaron Fox for any extended period of time, the Kings aren't going to win many games. No, they're not Grant. But on the flip side of that argument, the Kings need to be in some close games to gain yes. experience because what are you playing for? You're playing for the playoffs. You're playing for a championship ultimately. And they're either getting, games where it's excellent or they're getting games where it's terrible. So Good they point. need that experience to get to where they want to be. Speaking of experience, uh, when it comes to food, Bennett's has got incredible experience. They are great. Their menu, I think you're going to love prime seafood and steak. The Bennett's West Side Grill is their newest location in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center. They're in Sacramento and Roseville as well. If you go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, you can make a reservation, check out the menu and more. It's fabulous. You'll love it. Don't forget about the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib. They have happy hour specials throughout the week on their apps and drinks. Bennett's, 60 different types of wine available by the glass. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Calm. Well, again, a few days off to try to figure out what went wrong in Portland and then move on to Atlanta, uh, followed by Memphis. And we'll be with you for the Hawks game again, pregame, halftime and postgame show. Looking forward to that. But a couple of days off. And I think it's really good that this team has got that an extra day off now between games because the long flight Portland to Atlanta today and you, you, you need a good practice under your belt. You really do. Yeah, they need to get back to the basics and the fundamentals. We talked about free throw shooting last night, just as an example. Fox and Sabonis both shooting in the 60s and 70s percent. That needs to be better. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, Grant, this team's had a lot of rest. We make a lot of their records on back-to-backs, but it's been not bad for this team early on no. in the season. So no. it's only going to get more difficult from here. So if you can't take care of Atlanta on this much rest, oh boy, it's going to be a problem. But it is a problem. You know, the thing about Atlanta that's a wild card, you have to Trey Young, and he's yes. the type of guy that can just flat out go off. And if you get a game where he has, you know, one of those in him, uh, they're they're a challenging team. They're not a playoff team right now. And at home, they only have four wins. But he can get it going, and when he does, he's unguardable. Yeah, and we saw how the Kings can't even guard Portland's perimeter. So you think about yeah. Trey Young, who will try to dribble circles around you, and you start to get a headache. But at this point, Grant, I'm looking for the Kings and their players, specifically in the starting lineup, not to have at least games. And when I say at least games, it's he didn't score, but at least he grabbed like three rebounds. Yep. At least he got two assists. And that's the commentary that seems to be yep. normal and we're conditioned to now. And that shouldn't be how it is for a team 
that has the high aspirations like the Kings do. All right, you got the 76ers and the Magic tonight, the Wizards and the Raptors, Bucks are at the Nets, Suns play the Rockets in Houston, Knicks and Thunder from OKC, and the Cavaliers uh, take on uh, the Mavericks. I'm with you on that. And I, that's we're talking about Kevin Herter. We're talking about Keegan Murray. And we are talking about Harrison Barnes. All right. And, and, just, and the bench. Throw the, and bench, well, the bench. Yeah. And you, you know, you made a good point last night about Monk's foot. I just wonder if that's been an issue the last few games. Well, he missed a Minnesota game, but he didn't look right last night. No, but, it, you know, he did have family in town. It's tough to get them out Don't of town. Get me the Don't even holiday. get me started. Don't get me started, you troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Poking the bear a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, I think his foot is a little something to keep your eye on because the key to his game is explosion. Um, you think about the highlight dunks of this year. They've mostly been Malik. That That's his thing. So that will greatly affect his play. It's a great message right here. Oklahoma City looks like the Kings last season. I Bingo. agree. Yeah. No I doubt. Told you, I told you I was on this team before the season began, man. I love Oklahoma City's roster. I love their future. They're going to be a team to reckon with for many years to come. They're going to. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere at all. They, if they draft reasonably well, they could have a powerhouse there. They really could. So the Athletic today released the top shooting teams per advanced analytics in the NBA. And guess who's right near the top of that list? Who actually is at the top of the list? Oklahoma City. So that takes it even further to how much similar they can play like the Kings. Yeah, and of course the Kings have uh, two wins against them, albeit both games in Sacramento. They have yet to play in Oklahoma City. So we'll see what happens when they go into OKC. All right, buddy, um, enjoy your evening, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, for the Kings and the Hawks coming up. Appreciate you. Thanks very much. Sounds good. Thanks, partner. And thank you to everyone else for joining us right here. Hope you enjoy the conversation with Sean Salisbury and Ryan and Sacktown. Make it a good rest of your day. So long, everybody.